Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but we want to give a shout out to our podcast partners, Vital Signs Wall of Fame, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, We Coach, and the Florida Coaches Coalition. You've heard me say many times, these are four great organizations. You really need to add them to your network. And now don't hit that fast forward button. I know you're thinking about it, but stay with us for the next three minutes. We want to give our sponsors their shout out. These are all companies that I used as a head coach or as an athletic director, and you should be using them too. Here we go. We want to thank Gipper. Go to Gipper.com. Gipper's the exclusive social media graphics solution for the podcast. Their team's going to help you create professional social media graphics for your channels in seconds. You can help promote your teams, your schools, your athletes, and it's so easy, even I can do it. Go to Gipper.com. Mention the podcast. You'll get a nice discount. That's Gipper.com. We also want to say thanks to District 1. Go to district1.com, that's W-O-N, and you're going to feel like you've won when you see their custom uniforms, their on-time delivery, and their one-at-a-time replacement program. You'll never have to order a full set of uniforms again when you just need one or two replacement sets. Go to district1.com, click on the team gear button, you'll get a free quote, district1.com. We want to thank Sideline Interactive, indoor scoring tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, schedule a live web demo, and see their tables and their boards in action. Probably one of the best purchases I ever made was our Sideline Interactive indoor score table. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, set up that demo today. We also want to say thank you to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used huddle for years. As an athletic director, I made sure our school was a huddle school. And our coaches just loved the tools that huddle provided that allowed them to coach our kids at the highest level. Go to huddle.com, see why we believe in sports and teams believe in huddle. Join the 6 million users. Turn your school into a huddle school. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell tickets for your events, not just athletic events, but all your events like dances, concerts, school plays, even graduation. And every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager providing hands-on support. That's hometownticketing.com, digital ticketing that offers more. We want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school record boards for all the sports, for all the events, or your school's Hall of Fame, or just to celebrate your community, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their great products. They're on a mission to help you bring your school's legacy to life. Showcase your school's diverse history, your proudest moments, and your top role models. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. We want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. Check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. If you're looking for a fundraiser, stop right here. SnapRaise, hands down, the best fundraising program out there. But there's so much more. There's Snap Manage, Snap Connect, Snap Store, and the entire suite. Go to snapraise.com to get more information. That's snapraise.com. 
We want to thank Home Campus, which is the exclusive uh, state association and student athlete information platform for the podcast. As an athletic director, I used Home Campus every single day, and it was just great. And the Home Campus staff was great to work with, too. To find out more about what Home Campus can do for you and your school, just go to homecampus.com. That's homecampus.com. And we want to thank Athletic Surveys for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They can create a custom survey that allows you to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. Athletic directors already hear back from the 2% that want to complain and gripe about everything. Athletic Surveys will connect you to that 2%, but they'll also connect you to the 98% that love and support your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking to a frustrated parent, your principal, or your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Get started today. That's athleticsurveys.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're going out to New Mexico today. We're going to be visiting with Zach Stevenson. Zach is a certified master athletic administrator. And he is with the New Mexico Activities Association. One of the things he overlooks is he's the commissioner of officials. So I'm sure we're going to be talking about that later on the podcast. Uh, Zach Stevenson, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast. Thrilled to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Well, uh, again, you and I were talking before the show. We've got a ton of things that uh, I think is going to be great for our listeners but let's go and jump right in. Uh, as you know, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that quick bio where you were born, where you grew up and went to college. Uh, maybe stop there at the college years and we'll take our first break and then we'll come back and, and hear more about your early career. But what's the Zach Stevenson origin story? Oh, what a journey it has been and a blessed journey all along the way. Uh, so I uh, grew up in the Metro Detroit area, downriver for those Michigan folks who might be listening in. And that's right where the Detroit River meets Lake Erie. We lived right there uh, in that little corner uh, of the world. Um, we, we like to talk about this a little bit. Uh, it, it, it's a town of 10,000 people, which most of them are. Uh, but it's also surrounded by about 30 other towns of 10,000 people. So it's small town feel uh, in, in a large area. Uh, and in fact, at one point as an AD in that area, uh, we had 10 schools in our conference and the furthest trip from north to south was 14 miles and east to west was two. Uh, and within that, we had 10 other schools that were another league that we did all of our non-league stuff with. So small, tight-knit community with a whole lot of people uh, is, is where it started out. Uh, for us. Um, so Trenton High School grad, uh, the Trojans, for those people out there who know that neck of the wood, huge hockey community. So of course, I was the basketball player in the hockey community. Uh, but I was also blessed to be a pretty good stick in golf. Uh, so uh, as a freshman, I made the golf team and the other nine guys on the team were all hockey players. So that kind of made me, you know, honorary member of the hockey team without, uh, without being part of that group. Uh, and uh, so some neat stories there that we could take up all day with, uh, uh, with those groups. Um, so from there, I uh, went on to Western Michigan University, go Broncos. Uh, 
neat part with that experience is coming in as a PE major, our department chair actually turned out to be the president of AFERD uh, for, for quite a stretch. And Dr. Berkey is still uh, uh, leading a lot of good leadership things with shape uh, and, uh, and is a great contact and a great mentor along the way. And so, um, you know, that's the 32nd flyover uh, of uh, where it started and, and how we got going. Um, I'm sure you're, you're going to ask a question about mentors and, and uh, uh, there'll be more to that story of how we got from east, east side of the state to the west side of the state to then east and west in the country. No, absolutely. But uh, let's go back to, um, you know, the, 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 your high school experience. Uh, you know, I, I remember, you know, my high school days, we had a few local uh, teams, you know, maybe 30 minute drives, but uh, we had a couple that were, you know, more extensive. Uh, uh, you know, how was that? Uh, you know, just, there were no road trips. Uh, it was just like, you know, <laughs> going to the other side of the neighborhood where they, uh, rivalries was it intense did you know everybody uh and and that lessened it or or made it uh you know more intense how was that experience wow so when you start to age ourselves right no cell phones no social media right so uh you know the the biggest drama or controversy you had was if somebody wrote on the desk that you sat in the yeah, the hour before you sat in it uh uh, you know, so that was a little more difficult, but I, I will tell you, we had a huge rivalry with a, a school, not in our conference. They were in a different conference uh, at the time, um, uh, but it started over personal relationships, right? To the point where our schools stopped playing each other in some sports and how sad that is uh, when, when you think about how that, that goes. Fast forward, oh gosh, 15 years later, and, and I come back to the community as an athletic director in that school that we were the rivals with. And now those kids all know each other, right? They're on the same travel teams together. They've, you know, they're all, all in their same social media circles. And what an aha moment it was for me as an AD where at my old school, I had gotten to know the, the AD pretty well. And here we go, softball game. And the girls from both benches meet up after the game and they take a huge group photo with every other girl from the other school, right? Because they're all friends. And so it's it's neat how you talk about some of the positives of technology and advancement, social media. There you go. That's an experience I would have never had because the only way I would have known somebody from that other community is if we were doing something in our social circles. And how different those social circles are. <laughs> no, that, that is such a great point. And I haven't thought of this in probably about 50 years. I remember going to basketball camp one summer and Here's a guy, he's on my team, my camp team from our rival high school. You know, and I knew him because we played against each other, but it was just, you know, it took him two or three days before, you know, we were ready to pass each other the ball or something like that. So, and, and now you're absolutely right. Uh, the school I was at before I retired, uh, we were a private school and our big rival was this enormous public school, but the kids all knew each other and, uh, you know, they would... Uh, there'd be, it'd be a big social media thing. You know, uh, we're going to dress up like, you know, pirates and the other school is going to dress up like, you know, uh, camouflage. And, and we had these uh, contests, if you will, uh, that were all social media generated. And at the end of the game, they stormed the floor uh, somewhat orderly and just 
socialized. You know, I, I'm looking around, I'm waiting for somebody to throw a punch or something. And no, they're, they're, they're just all friends. So it's just uh, it's certainly a different culture. And you're right. We, we age ourselves. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm spending too much time talking here, but uh, you're making me do it. For our uh, listeners, our guest today is Zach Stevenson. He's a longtime athletic director, and now he's a uh, commissioner with the New Mexico Activities Association. We're going to take our first break, but we're coming back with a lot more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Gipper for their support. Gipper is the official social media graphics solution the Educational AD Podcast. And if you go to Gipper.com, their team is going to show you how you can create world-class graphics for your school's social media channel. The kids are on social media today. And if you're not promoting your team, celebrating your athletes, you're really missing out. Go to Gipper.com. Mention that you heard about it on the podcast. They'll give you a nice discount. That's Gipper.com. We also want to say thanks to District 1. Go to district1.com, that's W-O-N. You're going to feel like you've won when you check out their custom uniforms, their on-time delivery, 20 business days or less, and their one-at-a-time replacement program. You're never going to have to buy a full set of uniforms again when you just need one or two replacement pieces. Go to district1.com, click on the team gear button, and you'll get a free quote. That's district one Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Once again, our guest is Zach Stevenson. He's a certified master athletic administrator, and he's with the New Mexico Activities Association. Zach, you, you kind of took us up through the college uh, years there at Western Michigan. Share a little bit about your early career. You've had uh, uh, somewhat of a journey uh, that's landed you now in New Mexico, but how'd you get there? Yeah. So, you know, what a blessing it's been. Uh, you know, we've always said that we're in the right place at the right time for the right reasons. And, and I can truly look back on the journey so far and say that, that I've been blessed to, to, to do that. And it started in fourth grade and, and I shared this just recently at a scholarship banquet. I was asked to speak and, and, uh, just talk a little bit about relationships and, and where you go and the difference that you and people have made for you. And, and so I tell this story a little bit, uh, coach Biedenbach, John Biedenbach was my elementary PE teacher and, and everybody loved coach B, right? We want to go to the gym. That's the best part of the day. Uh, and, uh, that big smile that he always has, and he's always, uh, we're having a great time and a great day, make everything fun. And he pulls me aside and he puts his arm around me and he goes, Zach, because how come you don't play on the school basketball team? We had an elementary program, fourth through sixth grade. And I said, well, cause I play for my church coach. And he goes, well, you can be on our team. Really? Okay. So great started doing that fast forward five years and now you start to learn who coach b is he's our elementary pe teacher but he's also the girls varsity basketball coach and the girls varsity softball coach and he puts his arm around me and says zach you are going to officiate saturday morning basketball for us and ask just said this is what you're gonna do okay coach b all right yeah i'm there and so he takes us up into that lone classroom above the gym that has the little window that, you know, was the old health room sort of thing. And he pulls out a VCR cart and puts in a cassette for those of ADs who might not even know who that is, right, or what that is. And it kind of looks a little bit like Pong when there's two little dots rolling around the floor and it's showing us positioning and mechanics. And then he talks about relationships, right? And I remember this clear as day. And, uh, and that was the start. 
fast forward a couple more years, puts his arm around me, says, Zach, I need you to coach. You're going to coach some of the elementary teams. I ended up with nine teams as a, as a senior in high school. Me and one of the other guys on the team were, were sharing these duties. And so there's my first taste with coaching. And that's what made me say, look, I, I want to coach. I want to be involved. I want to do this. And, and that's how we uh, find a degree program uh, at, at Western Michigan. And that led to so many great opportunities. You mentioned, uh, you know, Dr. Berkey, who's who's out there, who uh, who was the department chair and the president of AFERD, and it was pretty high demand. And as we're getting into our student teaching, I'm walking in to do a session uh, with a recording of of uh, courses I had taught, and then she gives you feedback on it. She says, "Hey, by the way, there's a job posting. Uh, you should give this school a call and uh, let them know that that I told them you." To, to call. And I said, wow, great. So the very first thing I did the next day was call that school. I name dropped, of course. And they're like, yeah, can you be here tomorrow? And I went, okay. I mean, I haven't graduated yet. Right. And, uh, and so I meet with them and they, they were hitting it off and the, the principal and the PE teacher who was really a part, she was leaving to go be a, a school counselor. If they do her experience. Right. So they needed somebody to fill in while she was gone. They step out and they come back in. They're like, we've never done this before. We want to offer you the position. And I went, wow, okay, you talk about right place at the right time that I pass in Dr. Berkey in a hallway. And she's like, oh, by the way, go do this. And so fast forward, cuts happened. Uh, that person ended up not being a school counselor, came back to her position. I get cut. Lo and behold, a school district calls me out of the clear blue sky that summer. And they say, hey, we got your name from Dr. Berkey. And I went, okay. And they said, would you like to come in here? Great. Came in and interviewed. Kalamazoo Public Schools had a great time there. Meanwhile, uh, I'm coaching basketball uh, in the Grand Rapids area in Michigan, Jenison High School, and I'm commuting back and forth. And uh, some friends were at uh, one of the really large schools up there, East Kentwood High School. And they said, "Hey, we've got a we've got a PE job open, and we're looking for coaches." And so, and then fast forward, we're working at East Kentwood High School. And in my first couple months on the job, the AD says to me, he says, by the way, I've got this kind of unique position. I need an assistant AD and it's going to be funded through grant money. And your job is to spend money. And I went, really? He says, yeah, I want you to come in and you're going to research what we're going to spend money on for bond work. And, and so here I am at, uh, you know, 23 years old, 24 years old, and I'm learning the ins and outs of, of construction and bond work and expenditures and RFPs. I mean, that's invaluable experience. Right. It's also during the recession. So at the end of the second year there, we get the call. Hey, we got to make some cuts. You're low on seniority. We're really sorry. We don't want to lose you. Yada, yada. That leads to a job in northern Michigan. Uh, and during that process, I'm interviewing with a school up there. And that's where I meet Cody Inglis, who is currently uh, the senior as assistant director for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. And we talk about mentors meeting Cody at, at 24 years old uh, was, was amazing. Now I didn't end up working at his school. Didn't happen that way. and landed another school. And as we're there for a month, the principal calls me in. He says, Zach, uh, I'm probably going to be the superintendent. It's between me and another person. He says, how would you like to be the assistant principal? And I went, Oh, geez, I, 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 yeah, what do I need to do? What do I tell me what I need to do to fill out the process and go through the interview? He goes, no, I don't think you understand. You've already interviewed for it. Do you want to be the assistant principal? And so great. Here I am, uh, you know, now 25 years old and I'm in an administrative job and I've only taught really for four years. And 
And that's so unheard of at that time, right? At that time to be the AD, you were probably the coach in the district for 15, 20 years or more, right? You, you worked your way up into that position and now it has kind of right place at the right time, surround yourself with the right people. All those things our coaches tell us, right. Uh, has, has come to fruition. So, uh, we're there. I'm an assistant principal. I'm there for a month. And my principal, who thought he was going to be the superintendent, doesn't get the superintendency. Elementary principal gets it. So they pull the AD out of my building. They make him the elementary principal. The principal calls me and it says, well, you're going to be assistant principal and AD now. And I went, okay, great. Right. And so that's how it started. Right. You talk about, you know, they throw you into the fire or you're going to drink from the fire hose. There's how it began. And and, you know, a lot of green mistakes at that time, uh, but a lot of really good mentors who could help me through it. Karen Lennar, who's the executive director currently of the ADs Association of Michigan. She was an AD right down the street. And Karen says to me, Zach, you're going to join the MIAAA, right? The same way that that Coach B told me I was going to be uh, a, a basketball official in, in, uh, in ninth grade, right? Um, and so I think that speaks to the the good people that are doing this and the relationships that we have and how they mold and shape us before we even know that they're molding and shaping us. Yeah. As you were sharing your story, I hate to go back to me, but uh, you know, you talk about, you know, getting laid off, you know, budget cuts and things like that. That happened to me three consecutive years uh, at three, three different schools. I was a head football coach. I was teaching PE. Um, and, you know, hey, you know, we, we got to do layoffs and, you know, get another job, you know, through a connection like you talk about uh, three years in a row. So uh, the the good thing is you're adding people to your network. And I got to see how different schools, you know, run different communities. Um, you know, I got to relate to a lot of different people. I'm sure that was part of your experience, too. You know, just, you know, adding to that. Uh, I'll go ahead and say it, that toolbox. Okay. Um, what brought you, uh, out of, you know, school administration and into, uh, state association administration with the New Mexico, uh, uh, activities association. Again, we talk about people, right? You talk about layoffs nine times in my first 12 years, I was laid off, never went without a job though. Right. And I think that speaks to we're connected and this, this association and network of people that we have always, I mean, we identify the people that are the workhorses and, and do things the right way. And I think that that tends to take care of itself. So in 2013, uh, I've now I'm pretty involved with the MIAAA in Michigan and, and serving on committees there. And so we're in the state office, you know, every once every other month, and we're getting involved in state association conferences and networking with those people. Um, in 2013, uh, I'm in the office, the MHSA office for a meeting and Jack Roberts, the executive director at the time, a long time uh, Hall of Famer, uh, stops me and he says, hey, do you have a minute? Sure. We go in and we sit in his office. He says to me, he says, Zach, uh, we've got an assistant director position to fill. And last week um, I pulled the office staff in and I asked them for names. And he said, your name came up in multiple people's lists of suggestions. And I went, Wow. And at that moment, it was light bulb. I went, this is what I want to do. Um, and so we went through that process. I didn't get that position. Interestingly enough, I mentioned him earlier, my great friend and mentor, Cody, 
was the perfect fit for for that job. Uh, he was selected in that process. Um, they needed somebody who specialized in the sports that that were his sports, and uh, and it was awesome. And but it but that kind of started the the process for me and knowing that this is my uh, superintendency, right? To work for the state office. Uh, and I've had that question a few times over the years. Um, you know, what you, we all get that in the interviews, right? What do you want to do in five years? Where do you see yourself being, right? And I've sat in some interviews where the school district held athletics on a very high pedestal. At my school in New Hampshire, I had a sock budget, right? Because athletics was important to to that community. I've been in other interviews where I had a board president look at me and say, why would you just want to be the AD? And I went, huh, well, you've told me where your philosophy is at, right? And so we see that and that's all over the map. And so for me, I've been very honest in those conversations and said, I see the role as the athletic director as the principal of the athletic department. I see my superintendency as serving at a state office. And, I, and, and that's a true feeling. And, and would I be happy as an AD the rest of my career? Absolutely would have been, right? Am I happy doing what I'm doing here? It's at the top of the mountain. And I say that looking out at the mountain right outside my window in front of me here, uh, which is pretty exciting. And so, you know, Jack started that process for me over time, uh, getting to know uh, the folks in the state office in Michigan. And then we moved to New Hampshire for a little while for some opportunity for my wife and get, getting to know those folks out there as well. Just built that toolbox like you talk about in terms of having the good connections and the good people and the good advice, right? Somebody I can pick up there isn't a topic that comes up where I can't go, hmm, who do I need to call to rethink this one a little bit? And there isn't somebody that I can lean on uh, all over the country now uh, on, on what is good best practice, good decision-making uh, before we, we do that. Now, when we first started out, right, I made those decisions on my own because I was that young, young pup, a uh, guy who knew it all, right. I can fix it all. I can, I can solve that on my own. <laughs> nope. We've got to use our network. <laughs> yeah, you know, again, I, I always say this, but it's so true. I love hearing the stories and the journeys that we all take. You know, you did a great job of acknowledging mentors along the way. And boy, nine times, you know, you, you got that phone call or or that, hey, I, I need to see you in my office. You know, that only happened to me three times. <laughs> uh, great resiliency. For our uh, listeners, our guest today is Zach Stevenson, longtime athletic director, certified master athletic administrator, and he's currently a commissioner with the New Mexico Activities Association. We're going to hear a little bit more about that, but let's take another break. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their indoor scoring tables and video boards in action. Probably one of the best purchases I ever made was our Sideline Interactive indoor score table. We used it for home games, of course, but we also used it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile and their customer service is just outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Check out their great products today. We also want to say thank you to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years and it was just fantastic. But when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just loved the tools that Huddle provided that allowed them to coach our kids at their highest level. At Huddle, we believe in sports 
in Teams Believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and turn your school into a Huddle school. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell tickets for your events, not just your sports events, but things like school plays, concerts, dances, even graduation. And the best part, every single school gets assigned a dedicated client success manager to provide hands-on support every step of the way. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com. You're going to find digital ticketing that offers more. Hometownticketing.com. Interesting. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Zach, one of the things we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot. You know, you've been an AD in a, a number of settings. You know, now you're uh, closing out your third year uh, with the New Mexico Association. What are some best practices that that you've seen, or maybe these are things that you do at the association that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, um, we always talk about that work-life balance piece, right? Um, and how often do we live it? Right. We, we try to say, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've heard and said as a coach, family first, school second, team third. Right. But do we really live that? Right. And, and the burnout that comes from from that when we don't. Right. And so what are some strategies that that we put in place to ensure that a little bit? For example, um, in a community right where athletics is held on a high pedestal and has a lot of support. Right. Sometimes the athletic director position is seen almost as high as the superintendent. Right. In other communities, it may be seen as the entry level employee who's they're going to get 16, 18 hours worth of work out of you until they burn you out. And then you move on and become and then they look for the next person who's willing to do it. Right. And so have you established that relationship within your district? I can tell you that in a couple of the districts that, that I've been blessed to be a part of, I had that conversation. Right right in the, I don't want to say negotiation process, but after the interview and even embedded within the interview was the conversation that said, Hey, I'm going to live, eat, sleep, and breathe this role in this school district, but my family is, is going to have some priority in there too. So things like sitting down with the superintendent and saying, listen, you know, how many other people do you ask to be here at six o'clock in the morning to kick off the school day and shut the lights off at 10 30, 11 o'clock at night or later. Right. So I'd like to build it right into this agreement ahead of time that on game days, I'm coming in at nine o'clock. Some, I know a couple of people who have that built in. They don't come until 10, right? On uh, non-game days, here's what time I'm going to come in. Do I have a, a support staff that, that I can lean on where I don't have to be at every single game, but understand I'm going to come in with a philosophy, philosophy of two hours of observations can save me two days of investigation, right? So I'm going to go to the games anyway, because I enjoy watching the games. I want to be there for my coaches. I want to be there for the kids. Right. But I also don't want to feel bad if I say, hey, look, Saturday night's hockey game, one of 18 of them, I'm going to send somebody else to cover it because I, my wife and I are going to a show. Right. And having that relationship with the superintendent ahead of time to know that it's OK, you know, it's OK to have some life outside of being in the school. Right. And so do we really practice that? And as an AD, understanding and recognizing the fact that it's okay to not be at a game sometimes, right? It's okay to pass that duty on to a game manager, a gym master, you know, whoever might have that role 
uh, in your community to help you, right? Because so many of us are so A-type that when we look at all of the details behind us, you should see my table behind me right now, right? To release some of that work that can go out to somebody who's fully capable of handling it is sometimes really hard for us. And sometimes you got to write ourselves little notes that say, don't be afraid to release responsibility, right? Um, and so to me, that's probably one of those big uh, best practice is have you forced yourself to practice that balance and delegate responsibility to people, right? With that, I've always said to people, there are three things we don't make sure we make sure that we don't get wrong. Are there teams? Are there officials? Are there buses if we're going on the road, right? And so that's one where I've always kept my hands on it. I didn't want somebody else to be responsible for one of those things because inevitably, if the team doesn't show up or the officials aren't there, they're going to look at me and go, well, how come we didn't have officials? It's Friday night football. And I'm going to look at the person that I delegated to and go, well, I don't know. They didn't do their job. No. Right. That's that's that part of it's on me. So understanding how to prioritize the things that reflect you the most. Right. And that's that credibility. That's that organization and understanding how to delegate things that aren't those time uh uh, those those consuming time things that don't necessarily need to be there for you so that you do have that work point work-life balance piece. I think the other big tip in there might be your best practice is really that the, how we're cultivating that relationship with, with the right leadership, right? Do you have that great relationship with your superintendent? Dr. Berkey said to us on the first day of PE 101, Make sure that your best relationship in the in the building and in the district is with your custodian and maintenance guy, right? Because those are the people we need in an emergency and last minute, right? Well, that rule really applies to everything that we're doing. Who are the custodians of our program, right? Who are the maintenance people of our programs that we can go to anytime we need something? And have you cultivated those relationships uh, with those people? And I guess that that third piece I would look at here is, we all know if it can happen, it will. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So are you always that steady, calm voice in every situation? And like Coach B used to do when he'd walk into the gym every day, and like my dad said to me a million times, treat every situation with a smile and it will change the room, right? And so for me, those are kind of those best practice overviews that I like to keep with me. Uh, but when we start digging into into the depths. I'll put my my uh, association hat on for a minute, and especially the area that is is uh, my main area of focus, which is our officials. And right, having been an official since I was in ninth grade, right, it's it's 33 years now of officiating um, at various levels. I haven't been an AD. This would have been my 22nd year in some form as an AD. Um, and, and then having been a coach uh, for 15 of those years, embedded in there too one of the things I look at is what are we doing with the relationships that we are building with those people that are coming in and helping the big games go on for us? Cause we know it's a problem. We know it's a shortage in every place in every part of the country in every sport. Right. And it's gone from that point of, Hey, Mr. Assigner, Miss Assigner, your job is to make sure I have officials. Those officials better be, we're paying them good money. So they better be perfect. Right. That's, that's gone out the window. Right. And, but has that mentality gone out the window for all of our coaches? And as ADs, are we leading in a way where we're coaching our coaches that that person wearing that uniform out on the floor is every bit of part of our team and necessary for the success of the game as the first player coming off the bench or the last player coming off the bench 
on our teams, right? And so we use this little graphic that we just started. In volleyball, the libero wears a different color jersey than the rest of the team, right? In soccer, the goalie wears a different color jersey than the rest of the team. Our official different color jersey, same team. And so are we starting to approach that? And so this weekend coming up, one of the things we're going to talk about is coaches. And this is maybe hopefully as a tool or an idea for our ADs as they listen to this. Are we teaching our coaches, are you a hands up or a hands down communicator? And what does that mean? Right. Jake and I, you and I were talking about this a little bit in the pregame, right? When a coach is, is barking at us, how come that wasn't a travel? Why wasn't that a foul? Right. Well, what does everybody in the stands see when you say that? Right. They're going to see the back of us. They see our hands go up. Right. Can I ask the same question with my hands down? And I say, Jake, why wasn't that a foul? Well, what are the fans seeing behind me? Not much because the kids are on the bench and they're blocking it. Right. And can that change the demeanor in the game? Can that change the communication? Right. Because as soon as my hands go up, so does the crowd. Right. And, and so are we playing our role as coaches, ADs? Are we teaching our coaches that, hey, we got to take care of those folks that are out there managing the game for us? Because if, if we keep running them off, we're going to have a hard time filling games. We're going to move football games off of Friday night. How many people is that happening to? We're going to move Tuesday soccer games off of Tuesdays to Monday night. And is our coach really going to like playing a game on a Monday when they're not practicing? So all the things that go with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, my little soapbox. No, uh, again, you and I were talking during the break. Uh, this is an, a, a whole separate uh, podcast, which I think we'll probably end up doing. Um we're going to do this at the end of the interview, but uh, Zach, if one of our listeners want to reach out, pick your brain a little bit, because I think you've got a great resource here, listeners. What's the best way that they can get a hold of you? Oh, uh, so Zach, Z-A-C at N-M-A-C-T. So New Mexico Activities is what's that short for. Zach at N-M-A-C-T.org. I can certainly email Um, that same website, nmact.org has all of our phone numbers, our contact information, right? And so our, our cell phones are our public uh, numbers. So 505-595-4274. Anytime, happy to help share any idea that, that somebody might be able to use and tweak and, and make their own to, to help their programs. And for NIAAA members, uh, that information is also on the NIAAA portal. And I'm going to guess it's on the New Mexico uh, website uh, as well. Uh, We're going to take another break, but we're coming back with more talk about officials and sportsmanship and ADs. Uh, Let's go and take that break. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame for their support. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their uh, interactive touchscreen video consoles. It's a great way to display your school record boards for all the teams, for all the sports, or your organization's Hall of Fame. The FIAAA has a vital signs board for our Hall of Fame. They also help bring your school's legacy to life. Uh, they help you showcase your school's history, your proudest moments, and your top role models in academics, athletics, and the arts. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com, mention the podcast, they'll give you a nice discount too. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. We want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. Check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. 
If you're looking for a fundraising program, stop right now. Snap Raise is hands down the best out there. We used it at our school and it was just fantastic. They even have a program where they're going to give you your funding before you actually do your fundraising. Nobody else offers that. There's also Snap Connect, Snap Store, Snap Manage, and a whole lot more. You'll find it all at snapraise.com. We also want to say thanks to Home Campus. Home Campus is the official information management and state association platform for the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, as an AD in Florida, I used Home Campus every single day, and it was just great. Uh, to find out more, simply go to homecampus.com. That's homecampus.com. Check them out today. You know, Jake, as you come out of the break here, uh, I can't help but think about the sponsors that you have and, and some of the positive experience we've had and what we're using. Huddle, for example, uh, we're using Huddle statewide here. It's a mandatory requirement that all of our schools upload their football games uh, within 24 hours into Huddle. We've given all of our schools a Huddle account in order to do so. And uh, we've solely for the purpose of training and education of all of our football officials at their request. So the association came to us and said uh, that they wanted to uh, to pursue that. So we've been pretty thrilled with that, how we've been able to use that. We've got I had one guy who emailed me at the end of the season. He goes, I can't thank you enough. I was able to watch over nine myself on over 900 snaps like that's that's awesome, right? We, we accomplished exactly what we wanted to do uh, in that partnership. I'll also tell you that uh, that Vital Signs uh, school I was at, we were right in the process of, of uh, working on some bond when I left. I'm not sure if they followed through, but I was pretty thrilled with what Vital Signs had to offer. Uh, pretty powerful tool there. And Snap Mobile, I've been using those guys for years. And uh, here's a neat tip. Maybe this should be in the tip and tool book, toolbox part, but um, my golf coach, she's awesome, right? She's using Snap Rays. But she also still has every one of the kids handwrite 10 letters to people along with the link to SnapRaise if they want to use SnapRaise, right? And ask them if they'd be willing to know, donate a few dollars to, to the program. And she, by hands down, she brings in 20 grand a year on these handwritten letters from her kids. And some of it's through Snap Mobile because we we offer that, that at least on it. And at the end of the season, one of the practices, she brings the call back, kids all back in, and they all handwrite thank you notes too. Uh, and so just one of those little tricks out there that I'm like, you know, how easy, right? Uh, good return on your investment. Oh, okay. I, again, on behalf of our sponsors, I appreciate you sharing that. It's always great to hear when, uh, you know, one of our guests, you know, uses the product and, it's successful. And, and uh, as you know, uh, I only have sponsors for products that I used as a coach or an AD. Uh, the, the handwritten note, uh, I don't think enough people understand and appreciate and value the power that a handwritten note has and the impact. So again, you're, you're sharing a ton of tools. You might, you might've broke the record so far and we haven't even gotten to the toolbox. So that's great. <laughs> I might not have anything left when we get there. <laughs> Um, for our final segment, before we do the toolbox, um, I, I want to continue talking about, you know, the, the, this idea of the role of the athletic director and the coach, um, in the relationship, you know, with officials, you know, you made a great, uh, point in the, in the last segment about they're a member of the team. They're just wearing a different Jersey, the libero thing, the goalkeeper thing, just fantastic. Um, what are some other things that 
uh, and I, and again, this is a whole different segment. We only got about six minutes. Um, what are some things that you feel are important for the AD? Let's focus on the AD to communicate to their coaching staff uh, to help get us out of this crisis we have with officials. Um, what what comes to mind? Well, I'll throw I'll throw a bunch at you and as fast as I can on this. Um, we have a number of initiatives that we're doing here, and again, it takes all the people, right? Um, but it's that educational side. Right? We start with that hands up, hands down conversation. But it, we talk about hospitality, right? People think about hospitality and they think, oh, hot dog and a and a water at halftime or post game. We talk about hospitality being from the time that people arrive to the time they leave, right? When the visiting team shows up, you don't just expect them to come find the locker room, right? You typically meet them, you get them where they need to go, you let them know who the contact is. Are you doing that with your officials, right? Are you communicating with them a week ahead of time with a game script, you know, of, hey, here's check-in time, here's when people are arriving, and, and you know, I've seen some good resources on that over the year, Um but are your coaches involved in that? Do all of your coaches know that, hey, if I'm not right there when the official rolls in, here's what you do. Every one of us is going to do that. We're rolling out the red carpet, whether it's the person at the ticket counter or it's the assistant coach of the of the freshman team who happens to be standing in the gym when an official walks in. Is everybody schooled and trained on here's how we're going to treat these folks when they walk in the door, right? And, and have you led that way as, as your AD in your, in your coaches' meetings or even your parent meetings, right? Are you telling your parents these things um, in, in these processes? So, uh, you know, there's that side of it of going through the, the details that matter, right? Have you assigned a liaison to that official, right? Maybe it's a coach that's on staff. Maybe it's an out-of-season coach. There's a great way to get out-of-season coaches to come to your games. Ask them if they're willing to be part of being game game day help, right? What are we going to throw them? Maybe we can't pay them, but maybe we can, we can comp them some things or we can do some, throw them some swag, whatever it is that uh, helps get them in the building too. So the kids get to see who they are outside of just coaching their team. Right. And you can do that through officials, right? Here's the big one. Are you getting your out of season coaches to be an official in another sport? Right. I mean, we think about how how do we get that seventh and eighth grade basketball game covered or the volleyball game or lacrosse or, you know, some of those ones that maybe we're struggling to get enough officials to cover those lower level games. Are we tapping on our coaches because are they going to have a whole new appreciation of what it's like to be on the other side of the sideline on game day in their own sport if they start to experience some of that as well? And as an A, as an AD, how can we support that? Right. Because we're meeting our own need. Right. We're getting to a spot where we can help fill shortages that there might be in our own community. Right. Maybe we're helping make people better spectators. Are we identifying those parents even? Right. We try to identify those parents that, that could maybe be good assistant coaches. Maybe we're doing the same thing on the official side of it a little bit. Are we watching? Are we making sure we escort these people out of the facility? Right. The game ends and then we don't see them again. But there might be some parents or fans waiting for them in the parking lot. Right. Have we coached our coaches to watch out for that? Right. Maybe those are the folks that are, you know, they're hanging around outside the locker room after the games, too. Right. And so have they been trained on that whole different colored jersey mentality, same team on uh, taking care of those folks uh, post game? Right. Um, and then I, I think the last piece, and I think this is a, a, an old idea that has resurfaced and really can go. And, and that's uh, tapping into the curriculum side of things. 
right? And we're doing a lot right now out here in New Mexico with sports officiating curriculum that we're giving to our schools in partnership with um, a, a company out there right now called RefReps, uh, who's knocking it out of the park. Um, and and I'm, we're seeing some great, great things, right? Like that idea of this basketball aid, the basketball coach AD, who's got every one of his kids working sub sub varsity games in his district. That's starting to become a model, right? Um, we've got another AD who's also uh, teaching some online classes. He added a sports officiating class, right? There's a waiting list for the kids to get into that class. And so are there some things that we can do to involve our kids uh, at this level, the same way coach B did to me, you know, 33 years ago, are we looking for those untapped resources to help build our own programs and build interest in our own programs? Yeah. You probably saw me scribbling those down. Um, you know, I, I told you that, uh, I, I still referee basketball games. One of the associations I belong to here in Florida, uh, uses ref reps. Uh, we had Adam Bates, uh, here in Florida, uh, who's a ref reps guy, uh, do a couple of our tech Tuesday segments about the platform. And, uh, we're, we're encouraging our state association here in Florida to get more involved with ref reps. So, uh, that's good. We can, uh, throw out, uh, New Mexico. Um, you and I were talking, you know, that we need to, uh, have you come back. Uh, and so we can dive into this subject more. Uh, but, uh, right now, um, We've got one segment left, and that is our athletic director toolbox. Uh, you certainly know your way around the world of athletics, uh, but uh, we're going to take our final break. And when we come back, I'm going to ask you to send out a brand new athletic director on the very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. So uh, let's go ahead and hear from athletic surveys. And when we come back, we're going to find out what Zach Stevenson is going to put in his new athletic director toolbox. Please stay with us. We want to thank Athletic Surveys for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire program. Athletic directors already hear from the complainers, the 2% that want to gripe about everything. Athletic Surveys will connect you with that 2%, but they're also going to connect you with the 98% that love and support your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking to that frustrated parent or your principal or your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to show you how they can create a custom survey that's going to let you take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. That's athleticsurveys.com. Reach out to them today. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, it's that time of the podcast. We've been visiting with Zach Stevenson. He's a commissioner with the New Mexico uh, Activity Association, longtime athletic director, certified master athletic administrator. But right now I'm going to challenge him to send out a brand new AD on their very first job, but I'm only going to let him put three things in the toolbox. So, Zach, what three items are going to go into your new athletic director toolbox? You know, we sit and think about all the things that are out there and my head spins on, wow, how do I put a category? How do I put my top three, right? Because I probably have a top three in 30 categories, right? Um, and, and so 
when you talk about philosophical or you talk about hard tools or the things that go with it, the first and foremost, the one, and I think I've said this even earlier in, in this session is your contact list of network resources, right? Do you have that in this device, right? We can have it in our mind who those people are. And, and fortunately, cell phones have advanced where we didn't have the speed dial of you got to press number one to call Jake and number two to call your wife and, you know, in that order, right? But do you, do you have that there, right? And do you have that relationship with that network of resources established? And, and that's the first thing I would highly recommend that any new AD is, is going out and doing. And that network resource list is going to continue to grow, right? But do you start with at least three? Right. And if I'm a brand new AD and in today's day and age, that's not the person anymore who was 20 plus years in the school as the as the coach who, who eventually worked their way into the AD role. A lot of these AD roles are those of us who started at 25, 26 years old now. And so your network of people might still be smaller. Right. And so is your superintendent and building principal high on that list? You have that relationship with them that you can call them at 11 o'clock at night when your phone rings because something happened that could be an issue, right? And and, and have you established that, right? Well, every one of my superintendents, I've had that, I've been blessed to have that relationship with them where we just had that conversation. Blake, is it okay if I call you at one in the morning? Like if my phone rings at one in the morning, there's a reason, right? And we've had that conversation ahead of time. Um, Maybe a spinoff of, of, that relationship piece then is do you have those ADs that are your network that you can call at 1030 at night on the way home from a game and go, oh, I just had this happen. I know this is going to be an issue tomorrow morning before I get to school. How would you handle it? Right. And and understanding that that person that you're leaning on is going to hold that confidence with you and you trust that it's going to be in confidence. Right. Do you have those two or three people that are close to the vest where you can talk to them about situations where Johnny Smith just just did this in the game and dad came down out of the stands afterwards and I had to kick dad out and the police escorted him out. Well, first of all, your superintendent probably was on the phone with you while you did it. Right. And if they weren't, do you call them right away? Right. Um, and so maybe that's toolbox. Number one B is if it makes you feel funny, don't hesitate, make the call. Right. If you feel that, Oh, then make that call immediately, even if it doesn't amount to anything. Pick up the phone. Blake, I just had that moment. I'm letting you know. My, nothing may come of it, but I'm letting you know, right? Because the last thing that we want to have happen is that we sit on something for a couple of days, and then it gets worse, and then harm happens to somebody, to a kid, uh, or to your own career, right? Um, and, and, and so that might be toolbox tip number two, 1B or even 2 is make sure that you've got those confidential um, emergency action plans, right? We talk about emergency action plans. Do we have our own? <laughs> and do we know what to do uh, when that when that piece hits the fan? Um, if I'm going to go with a with a tech one, um, I will tell you, uh, and there are a million of them out there, but if you're not using them yet, making sure that you've got that student database software company that you are happy with in accessibility, right? So that when we're two hours down the road and it's a, and it's a Saturday night in somebody else's facility and something bad happens, an injury, uh, you know, you name it, 
right? Do you have everything that you need at your fingertips so that you can act swiftly, right? Everybody, this we are in that community now and in that social world of we expect everything right now, right? If the spinning wheel on our computer goes for more than a second, we're mad at the at the at, at, uh, the the browser for not being fast enough, right? Well, that's what our parents expect of us as well. That's what our kids expect of us. That's what if our officials expect of us, right? Right? You're going to have officials now. They're used to getting paid as soon as they walk off the field because they have that technology. And 24 hours later, it might be going, you didn't pay me for last night, right? At the end of the day, do you have that resource in place? And do you know how to who to ask if you don't? And uh, that goes back to that network piece that we talked about, right? It's almost that idea as a kid growing up, as a coach, we've said it a million times, do the right thing, surround yourself with the right people. Don't do anything to embarrass yourself, your family, or your team. That applies to everything we do all day long, right? Surround yourself with those right people. Always try to do the right thing and uh, make sure that you've got the tools necessary to help you make good decisions. And I guess the last piece might be, be thoughtful about those decisions. Make sure you've spoken with your superintendent before you respond to a parent, right? It's okay to craft an email and send it. Have that relationship with your superintendent. It says, look, this can be a hot button email. And before I hit the send button on it, will you read this for me? You want me to write it a different way, right? That adage of it's always easier to ask forgiveness doesn't fly anymore. If you feel like you might have to ask forgiveness, go ask first. Right. And that might be the last piece of advice. I had a superintendent and this drives all that who said to me once, Zach, I've never gotten in trouble for saying no. It's when I try to find ways to say yes. So it's okay to say no sometimes. Right. And if you've built that trust in your community, no is a powerful tool because it's easier to change your mind on a no answer than it is to change your mind on a yes answer. Think about that. Ah, Your student's not going to be eligible on Friday night. Well, if the appeal process goes through and we find out, oh, hey, hey, I got great news for you. We've Here's what we've done. Here's what's going to happen. Here's how Johnny or Julie is going to be eligible on Friday night. But if you say, oh, yeah, I think Johnny or Julie is going to be eligible on Friday night, and then it's a no, look out. Boy, I, again, uh, I, I was adding all those to our database, all great, great tools. And, and uh, you know, the, the last one, I had a boss say that many years ago. And again, I haven't thought of it. But I did file it away, so it was there that it's uh, a lot easier to change a no to a yes than that yes to a no. Great, great stuff. Zach, uh, we are definitely going to get you back on uh, for another segment. But if one of our listeners wanted to reach out, pick your brain a little bit more, what's the best way they can get a hold of you? Again, either way, drop me an email, Zach, Z-A-C, at N-M-A-C-T dot org. MexicoActivities.org is what that's short for. Or my cell phone, 505-595-4274. If I'm not in a meeting, I answer it, right? Uh, And so there's been a few phone calls here uh, while we're on the podcast that we'll have to get back to. Uh, But happy to help in any way, anytime, uh, and share ideas, right? What What better industry are we in where we're opponents on the field, but we're colleagues off of it? Right. We can't name another industry where we go out of our way to help the other team. Right. And I think that speaks highly to, to what we do and why it's such a pleasure to be a part of what this calling is as educational athletics. 
Oh, no. You know, coaches, they want to keep everything close to the vest. And I certainly did as a football coach. But ADs, we can't wait to share with people. Speaking of sharing, uh, let's go ahead and uh, have you give a shout out. You're part of a uh, a team that's created a, uh, a new LTI course. Uh, it's going to be available for the first time at the national conference. Uh, let's go and give a shout out so our, our listeners can register for that. There'll be a wait list. I tell you, there will. This this class will fill up, and those are from the. That's from the mouth of Phil Rice. This class will fill up. We're super excited about it. Uh, LTC six hundred one uh, is developing athletic department handbooks, right? So coaches' handbooks, student handbooks, booster handbooks, uh, and all of the things that go with it. The legalese, uh, the best practices, and just like this. The sharing of resources. Uh, there's going to be an entire drive, a Google Drive, that as you take this course, you'll have access to hundreds of examples of uh, our programs that are have great uh, uh, resources where they're at. A number of them are our QPA uh, award winners, right? So you'll be able to go right in and see, you know, hey, I, I need to look at a policy on on dress code, right, or on student discipline code of conduct. Right. You're going to have access to a library uh, of good resources there. So big shout out to the team that has put that together. Dan Armstrong is co-chair uh, and Stewart here in New Mexico. Trish Whitkin uh, and Trevor Wilson out of uh, out of Utah uh, have done some heavy, heavy lifting um, to put together a, a resources course um, that we feel uh, the AD of any level of experience is going to come away with at least one aha moment. That was our goal with it, as if everybody walks out with at least one aha moment. Uh, then it was worth our while to uh, to put that time into into that program. So LTC 601 will be uh, piloted here, or not piloted, it's been piloted, uh, will be uh, unveiled uh, at uh, the conference in Orlando. Uh, I think we're a Saturday afternoon class, right? So they put us right in the, right in the sweet spot. Okay. Well, again, listeners, uh, registration, uh, by the time you listen to this, uh, registration will have been open for a couple of weeks. But uh, if you want a great new course 601 make sure you sign up for that and and we'll see you the all there in orlando zach get thanks your, again oh get your hotel room get it now i i logged in the day after it opened up and the king rooms were already gone and we we know that uh nashville sold out and orlando is in the middle of nowhere so register yeah, it's a wonderful place but it's it's not the Opryland. Uh, it's not that big. So uh, absolutely right. Uh, I'm confirmed. So uh, I, I guess if you if you need a room, uh, you know maybe I've got uh, a, a little room for you. But yeah, register, get your hotel, and uh, we'll see everybody in Orlando. Zach, thanks again for sharing today. Just outstanding stuff. All the best uh, as you continue with the summer and the fall, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you at uh, NADC. Look forward to it. Thanks for having me on. For our listeners, uh, we do this um, every uh, just about every day, and we upload the Zoom recordings to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening. Come back next time for another great interview on the Educational AD Podcast.